Welcome back to a new episode of You Know You Love Us. I'm Tyler. And I'm Hannah. Well, welcome. Y'all, I'm going to say up top, that was really good. I'm going to say up top, sorry, I'm recording from not my microphone. So I'm very self-conscious about my audio. So bear with me. Thanks, Hannah. Thanks, I've Sam. checked my microphone. Oh my god! <laughs> I keep muting myself. I've checked my <laughs> microphone to make sure that it's the right one, like five times in the three seconds we've been recording. We're doing great. We're doing great. It's gonna. It's it, as I go, and I'm like, okay, AirPods, AirPods. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> we're doing great. Um, Hannah, thank you so much for holding down the fort last week. It was an incredible episode. You fucking crushed. Um, also, the story about your hip hop class. I, oh I would. I don't know that I would recover. I because here's why you. But I also, as I said off the mic, I believe in you, and I think you can go back. And I, I guarantee you, everyone else was just was so self conscious in that class. They were not thinking about anything else but themselves. How air. Yeah. I feel that so deeply. It was like a 17 magazine, like, yes, like stereotypical. Yes. Like, oopsies. Yes. A hundred percent. Um, I feel that so deeply in my soul. And, uh, especially when you were talking about an adult starting a new adult hobby, oh. because as two fire signs who, you know, maybe don't like to be perceived as not excelling at what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, is really fucking scary. And as two people who have anxiety, it's very anxious making. Um, And I have committed to 2023 being the year of like hobbies, like actual hobbies of things I love to do. Um, And I was like, oh my, I heard this story. And then I immediately was like, I'm paralyzed. (laughs) It it was literally, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, yes, yes, give me a goddamn break. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. I had all this shame about it because I I had this monstrous flow. OK, sorry to the it fellas happens. listening. I don't know where the fu- uh, I was spotting for up. fucking a gajillion days. And then all of a sudden I had this super heavy uh-huh. flow and I yeah. slept in those sweatpants with a pad. Mistake number one. I jump out of bed. I look at my bed. There's no blood in my bed. So I'm thinking I'm Gucci. How it got when it got. Onto my sweatpants and nowhere else. I it's a mystery, and it's really fucked up uh, that that happens. Oh, Hannah, it really is, and that it took me right back to sixth grade. Um, oh. a, a lock in at this giant Baptist church, to which my parents were like, "You're never going back," and I said, "Thank <laughs> God." Um, there's a McDonald's in this church. So let me just be clear. Okay, there's a McDonald's. I'm the in newest member. Church. I know, honestly, <laughs> it's kind of a vibe, except for the fact that, you know, it's just, you know, the except congregation was, yeah, everything else, like 100,000 members or 200,000, you know, yeah, it's psychotic. Yeah. But anyways, um, uh, harrowing, and I'm proud of you. 
I'm very proud of you. Thank you so much. I told my grandma the story. Jake was making fun of me because he's like, I love that you're so mortified, but you like made a TikTok about it. And every time I hear you talking to someone, you're telling me the story. And it's because I'm like trying to reclaim like my dignity by, by telling it. Because you talk about it. Oh, yes. It's, when, you know, it's like when you horrible. take out your own skeletons from the closet, yes. no one can be like, look at those skeletons. You're like, here are my exactly. skeletons. You're so, getting over the, yeah, being paralyzed by fear of returning to a public space. Right. Yes. And I talked mm-hmm. to my grandma about it. And, you know, my grandma was like, <laughs> oh, Hannah. You, well, you know, honey, I saw this commercial the other day and they have the... What are they? These underwear, these pants that are leak proof. So maybe, you know, not all the time. You just get one pair and then you go back to class and you don't have to worry about it. And she like immediately went into like problem solving grandma mode. She was like, where depends, Hannah? Where depends? She was like, where depends? Depend on depends. Depend on depends. Wear some thinks leak proof underwear and then get the back to hip hop class. Get the back to the hip hoppery. You, (laughs) you must. I'm like as a Shakespeare joke for all you dweebies. Oh my god, <laughs> from what? Wait, shape. tell me. No. Oh, get thee to a nunnery from Hamlet. <laughs> get thee to a hip hopper. Oh my I god. Hate I hate no, myself. it's so good. I'm so sorry that I didn't know the reference. I just thought it was a fun little sentence that you made. No, no, it was horrible. Thank you. I wrote it. I wrote Hamlet. Spoiler. Oh god. Yeah, spoiler alert. Tyler is Billy <laughs> Shakespeare reincarnated. Hair flips. Yeah. <laughs> Um, last thing before we get, well, maybe not the last thing. Maybe you have more to add. Okay. Um, did you watch white Lotus? Hannah? No, I'm sorry that I spoiled it for you on our Instagram. Um, Listen, here's the thing. I don't care. I have to be honest with the, with the listeners. It's a safe space. It's a safe space with the girlies. I, I tried to watch the first season. Mm Mm-hmm. And it made me so deeply anxious. Um, so I might just try and watch the second season because I want to see Megan Fahey so badly. And I, obviously, Aubrey Plaza, like, you know, I'm like, and it just, I've heard it's amazing. But it is, it it's one of those shows that just unsettles me. It's from the beginning, like, like the beginning, like fucking song. And, yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. I know. And then this season they put an EDM beat under it. So it's like, oh, mm, God. Mm, mm, mm. and I know like club is your worst nightmare. It is my worst. A discotheque. With you. Yeah. A discotheque, if you will. Yeah. If we were at a discotheque. I yeah. But we had like care. a bottle service, like booth and like a personal yes, um, security guard us. so that no yeah. one else can talk to us. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's all I want. It's just us and like a 10 person booth. And I yeah. was like, wow, they must be really important. Yeah. Probably. Manifesting. There a, manifesting. There is a new bar. We'll get right back to White Lotus. There is a new bar in Wrigley. And I just need to tell you the name of this bar. First of all, let me say it looks cute as fuck. Have I thought about going? Yes. Why? Because they have five pink nutcrackers, life size, our height outside. And the inside is covered in disco balls and it's pink and gold. It is like screaming for us to come in, right? Do you think Dorinda got them the nutcrackers and they were ungrateful and didn't say thank you? Yeah, I think so. Five times over. Yeah. Five times over. Um, Called Lost Never Found. And if anyone could explain what that means in in the language, in the general language of the universe, 
what are we trying to say there? And then why is it cute and pink and gold? It made friend of the pod, Will Allen, so irrationally angry when we were driving one day and we (laughs) saw it. And it's one of my favorite memories because we both got so mad about it for absolutely no reason. Um, And anyways, I... It would be cute, though, but I've been wanting to go, and I'm really confused about my identity by wanting to go to a Wrigley bar. But I was it's like, kind of giving Hannah, like Lisa go. Vanderpump, like the name it Lost is. Never Found is a very like sir adjacent, like what the fuck are you talking about kind of right, vibe. right. And then I'm like, so I'm lost in Wrigleyville, and no one's gonna find me. That sounds really suspicious. Yeah, it sounds like the beginning of a of a true crime a podcast. Movie. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Anyways, went out in Wrigley, she was never found. That's basically what they're saying, except you get it's lost. You're like, it's very unsettling, like Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe Bar. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, can you imagine? That'd be a great bar. <laughs> Did I tell you? I think I've probably brought this up on this podcast because mm-hmm. I've had this idea since I was, I'm not kidding, like no. maybe 13. Uh-oh. You know how like on like MTV Cribs or like The Fabulous Life, like all those shows we watched growing up, like there would just yes. be insane like themed rooms, like Mariah Carey, yes. the Mermaid Room. Yeah. I had a dream and I ha- I still have this dream Okay, of yeah. when I have children, if I'm so rich that I'm like, what do I do with all this money? Right. I will make a wardrobe that is a secret entrance to my kid's bedroom and their room is going to be decorated like a snowy Narnia. Honestly, I wouldn't want that as an adult. Like that's... I love I- a secret entryway, a secret passage. Uh, we love a passage that is concealed. And if you, if I, if we then walked into like a snowy Narnia, like a Mr. Tumnus vibe. Yes. Like I would live. I would live. And I think Jake's parents would love it because, because C.S. Lewis is like super Christian. And so I think they would be into the theme. I did not know C.S. Lewis was super Christian. Oh my God. Aslan, the lion is supposed to be yes. Jesus. Well, I mean, Liam Neeson isn't not Jesus, so I do understand. He did that. the voice of Aslan. Wait, let's hold on. Hot. I'm I'm pretty sure Aslan is, and, he he can get it. He's a Leo king. I mean, it's true. Let's see, voice. He it, he really is a Leo king. You know what? Se- wait, sorry. Yeah, Lee, yeah, Liam Neeson. Wow, and, his voice makes me feel deeply safe. Oh, deeply safe and like sad. You yeah, know, yeah, just like he's a lion yeah. who's seen some shit. Yeah, a lot of yeah. people die in Narnia. Yeah, you know what? See, you know what? C.S. Lewis book. I don't think people talk about enough because *Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe* it. gets all the clout. It gets included. all the clout. Yeah, I the know. Magician's nephew. Magician's nephew. A great, a great piece of literature. How did the wardrobe come to be? It was a magical tree, and no one talks about it. And I think that's really fucking cool that it connects. It is really cool. So magical. C.S. Lewis can really write a book. So can um, Louisa May Alcott, you know? Oh, my um, God. Yes. Listen, let's b- bring it into the little women's stratosphere. You're on her Louisa PR team. Yeah. You're like, we're going to plug. <laughs> sh- not, hashtag not an ad for little women and Louisa May Alcott. <laughs> okay. but So I made Jeff last year for the first time. Um, he watched. I made him watch the new one. He had never seen the original either. And I was like, that formed me. That showed me that. Are you talking about the nineties one? Yes, I mean Christian Bale. It's perfect, Christian Bale, and and the new one, except for um, I'm sorry, Timothy Chalamet will never be my Lori. He will never be my Lori. I'm mad we can't see a nineties Christian Bale 
act with Florence Pugh. That's what I yes. want to see. You know, you know, I think a one Tom Holland would have been a better choice. Ah, <gasps> oh, he's so cute. He would be such a good Lori. And like, and I, oh my God, I just, that new one is so good. They are so good. Sir Ronan, Florence Pugh. It's just and the fucking music is Laura so beautiful. Dern, I know. Meryl Streep looks terrible. Tracy Letts is a king. As it's always. just, oh my God. It's a great film. Like, it really is. Anyways. No, yeah, no, I'm no, on her PR team. Wait, okay, sorry. White Lotus. White Lotus. Oh my God, thank Full you for circle. bringing it all back. Snow um, in Little Women. Snowy, Narnia, White, White Lotus. Yeah, White Lotus, yes. Uh, basically, the season finale happened. I found it to be anticlimactic. Uh-huh. I was scrolling. I was scrolling through stories on Instagram yesterday and someone posted like, mm-hmm. Whoever just ruined the White Lotus season finale for me, like, what is wrong with you? My God, you could have waited like a day or two. Just know that you're dead to me and I hate you now. And I literally like oh. my Leo ass was like, well, obviously it's about me. <laughs> and my stomach low key dropped because I was like, oh, Aww. shit, I made a meme and I posted it. Yeah. But then I'm also like. I don't know. It's, Stay on social I, media. That's that's how I feel. And and I have to be honest with you, White Lotus is not Marvel. And I know it is some people's Marvel, mm-hmm. but you're not ruining Wakanda forever. You know what I mean? Like you didn't ruin right. There were you didn't literally- ruin like, yeah. and also stay off social media. That's what I always do the weekend a Marvel movie open. Like you have to know it will be spoiled for you. Yeah. Because you it can't control what every single Tom, Dick and Harry on the internet is posting about. Right. Yes. And if I see a hilarious Peppa Pig tweet, I'm going to make okay, a meme out of so it good. and I'm going to post it. I didn't even get it. And I was like, this is good. Wait, can I tell you the context of this before we get into this episode? Yes, of course. This I saw this on TikTok. Okay, so <laughs> this amazing Italian actor plays Valentina, the hotel manager. Yes, I've heard. Her. She's iconic. Yeah, I heard she was great. And mm-hmm. there's an episode where Jennifer Coolidge really wants to look like Monica Vitti. And okay. so she like puts on like a, you know, like a like a shawl around her head and like sunglasses. And she a cigarette. She's like, sure. who am I? Who am I? And Valentina like looks at her and she's like, Peppa Pig. And it's so funny. And and it was improv. It was improv. Like she wasn't, it wasn't scripted. And the actor like in this TikTok was like, oh my God, I didn't even realize it made the final cut. That's so exciting. Because I remember like Mike White was like, yeah, just improvise. And she was like, I was so like overwhelmed by acting with Jennifer Coolidge because she's so amazing that I was just worried I was going to like fuck this yeah. up. And the fact that I said Peppa Pig and then she started cracking up and Mike started cracking up to the point where we had to cut. She's like, I'm so, that means so much to me that it made the final cut. Okay, that's amazing. And now I do feel like I understand the ending of the season. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. Peppa Pig. No, that's Peppa Pig. Uh, I know. And I was like, well, that's a vague enough meme that like not everyone, people might not remember that moment. Yeah. I mean, right. Who cares? I'm glad you posted it. It was fucking hilarious out of context. I didn't even get it. And I was like, I love this. I love Peppa Pig. And now I can't wait to tell people they look like Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig. I love that Peppa Peppa Pig always makes her way back into the zeitgeist. Like, she All, is like she's a she's fucking oh ever true, present baby. yeah ever, ever present, present in the zeitgeist yeah she's really they you know the creators of pet pig really were omnipotent they were like wait we know she she is like a god figure yeah she will stick around <laughs> yeah 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 she's gonna be in the lore for a really long time. a really long time years to come uh, Fuck, i love peppa pig me honestly too. me so too good. also uh, 
we yeah. need to get into you need to sorry, we need to get into this episode, but also uh you need to get into Tiny Chef. If you're on Louisa oh May God. Alcott's PR team, I'm on Tiny Chef's PR Tiny team. Chef. And I yeah, it's so true. Tiny so uh, true. Tiny Stuff TikTok is my new happy place. That and liminal spaces, which is much darker and more sinister. Liminal spaces. What does that even mean? I know, I didn't know either. Liminal spaces is basically like it's an image. I believe mm-hmm. I'm describing this properly. Apologies okay. if I'm not, but it's like a space that's kind of like open and weird okay, and at the same time weird. kind of disturbing, but also is nostalgic enough. Like there's something about it that's nostalgic mm-hmm. enough that you feel both uncomfortable and soothed at the same time. Wow. Like an old gymnasium or something. Yes. Like, like one that I saw was like, it was like a basement with like a nineties, like it was like a nineties looking basement with like, like not like a basement of someone's house, like a basement of like, I don't know, like an old building and then yeah. it had like a slide in it and like a couple like things that looked very nineties. And I was like, I feel like I'm at like an abandoned DZ discovery zone. And so I feel that made me feel safe, but it was also deeply unsettling. Oh, interesting. Yeah. The word liminal. That's what that means. Yeah. Wow. Now I know vocabulary. Listen. Wow. Okay, cool. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Tiny spaces or tiny things. You got me on that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I love oh it. God. It's so Treehouse pure. creatures. Ugh. Oh my God. That little guy, the little moth. moth, just moth? Wants to, yeah. Moth just wants to have people over and like make them little treats. It's so good. <laughs> How did I not know about this? And people are out here, no offense if you like ASMR, but people are out here listening to ASMR and not hyping up tiny things TikTok. It's the safest I'll tell space you what, on the internet. Let me tell you what makes me uncomfortable. ASMR. It makes me uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable. Oh my I don't God. like it. I it makes me itch. Like I, here's why. As I swallow, you, all I hear is that people need to drink water because they're smacking and it is that is actually the only sound i hear and it makes me nauseous <laughs> well this is the difference between i'm i'm going to sound pretentious and here i go this is the difference between like a legitimate like voice voiceover actor and just like a person on youtube being like sure. it's like enough 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 and that's i think that's the thing is i'm like but like can real vo actors do this can like andy tudyk do this can like you know or alan tudyk like i'm like that's what i want i'm like then i would make can fucking ian mckellen do it because then i want to listen to can you imagine yeah Yeah. i think i heard cardi b was into it and i was like i would listen to cardi b do asmr cardi b did asmr (laughs) she like scraped like her nails like over the microphone and was just like like, whispering I would be yeah. like, oh my God, best nap of my life. Yeah, truly. <laughs> um, okay, I know we need to get into this. I'm putting it off because um, I didn't really like it. I know. Here's the thing. Here's what I'll say about the first two apps. I feel like they're leaning into the camp that was the original GG, which I appreciate. Yeah. They're not taking themselves as seriously. Mm-hmm. I think this was incredibly choppy. I think the editing was wild. <laughs> That's why these notes are fucking crazy. They're crazy. I I think a major highlight, I love Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Cute. We love the title. I think you know that them basically recreating a scene from the birdcage, which is what they did, was like, that was the highlight of my life. And I was like, okay. And I have it in my notes, of course. But I was like, oh, 
I like this episode only because you were you literally recreated a scene from the birdcage. Oh my god! Okay, you felt deep shame about not watching White Lotus. I have deep shame about the fact that I've never seen the birdcage. Okay, we have homework. We have, we have homework. homework. Yeah. Hannah, when I say, it's I mean, like one of your favorite me, movies, isn't it? It's my favorite movie. Like, if someone was like, "What's your favorite movie?" I would probably say The Birdcage. Um, it's the first live action movie I remember seeing as a kid. And, and, and so then I was like, oh, great. Like my, I was like, I revered drag and loved drag. And like, you know, it's, it is Nathan Lane's performance in that movie is truly extraordinary. And Robin Williams. I mean, they're all, it's just great. It's great. Isn't that the movie where he goes, Fosse, Fosse, Fosse. Fosse, Fosse, Martha Graham, Martha Graham. Yeah. Uh, Friend of the pod, Hallie, and I would watch it on repeat as children. Cute. Um, But you will love the aesthetic. 90s South Beach. Come on. Oh, my gosh. Diane Weist. (gasps) Diane Weist as a senator's wife, as a buttoned-up senator's wife. Um, Also, I think, Calissa Flockhart, Alan McBeal. Yeah. Playing oh an eighteen-year-old when she is legit like thirty-five, um, it's uh, it's iconic. I mean, you get to see Gene Hackman in drag, Hank Azaria as the hot butler. It's pretty special. I love Hank Azaria. I we he put is, him in everything. We need like a Hank Azaria Renaissance. Yeah, I agree. We really do. Mad That's About so You good. was a great show. I loved Mad About You. Loved him on Mad About You. I loved him in great. um. In now and then, when he plays <gasps> Bud, B-U-D. oh my god, Jeff has not seen now and then. Actually, a lot of people I know have not seen okay, that. We have homework, we have homework, we have homework. Okay, we have homework. Okay, White mm-hmm. Lotus and the Birdcage. Yes, I just want your tweets. I mean, I would wear basically everything Robin Williams wears in that movie, which is just silk Versace shirts. As you say, is it just like Charlie Puth and, style? Yes, it's well, in my mind, it's uh, now Chris Evans style because he is like. <sighs> He is really leaning into a pleated trouser. But yes, very Charlie Puth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I really want to get Jake an outfit like that for this Mexico trip <gasps> we're going out in March because his oh my birthday God, is like right amazing. around then. And he would look so Okay. Oh my God. He would look so cute in that. That would be great. Mexico, that sounds amazing. Give him a little like gold chain. There. Uh, he would look fabulous. He would look so chic in some little, he would look like Jude Law. See, it's basically, I want everyone to dress like Jude Law. That's in fucking in, um, talented Mr. Ripley. Yes. When I tell you, I saw, I, I rewatched that for the first time this summer in years. And when I say that is the hottest yeah. human being you've ever seen. Yeah. I've ever seen the chemistry between him and Matt Damon, he and Matt Damon astounding beyond beyond he is so hot and he is so hot in the holiday i I, i'll take i said to jeff i was like we need what where's jude law what why isn't he getting more opportunities and jeff said babe he's literally dumbledore and he's about to have his own star wars show like i think he's fine and i was like oh i forgot see dumbledore on broadway or like in, oh, no. in London. Oh my god! Can you imagine? That would be amazing. No, he's Dumbledore in the Fantastic Beasts, in the newest one, oh. and he was great. It was much better than the second one. The second one was absolute trash. It was, but he was he's fabulous in it. And then is yeah, he's getting his own Star Wars show, and I was like, I'll never recover from that. That is literally yeah. as if Chris Evans was the lead in the Star Wars show. I would literally uh, that's the end of it for me. I'm excited for you. 
Thank you. Okay, I guess we have to talk about this now. Uh, you know what I was thrilled about? Okay, this, okay, season two, episode two. Guess who's yes. coming at dinner? Is that was it? Yes. Was it the guess no, who's coming it at is, dinner? Yeah, yeah. I just wrote the actual it's like title. It's like sex joke. Part. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or maybe, um, mm-hmm. Max is making out with somebody in an elevator, and then we get. Rex, <gasps> aka distant Aki friend of the pod, Cole Doman, yes. back on the pod, making Love out with it. Max. Akimendes, Red Rash King of the Oh my God, he looked amazing. He was snatched. He His resting rich great. face is just beyond. His I could never. I could never. I would pay a lot of money for those cheekbones. Yeah. Like fill me up, Doc. Like make fill me, me look up, like Buttercup. Make me look like yes. Cole Doman slash Rex. Truly. Um, and then Max is making out in a lobby, mm-hmm. basically in front of Audrey, um, or like behind her on a couch yes. behind her. Um, Monet and JC are looking at headlines. Z is ignoring her alarm. Um, that's telling her to go home. And Obi is back. I forgot he existed. And his boring girlfriend Grace. It's Fucking like Grace. They're I am both like watching <laughs> paint dry. Like I can't they, do this. We'll get to when she shows up, like Maggie from Cat on a Hot Tin Roof on a balcony in a slip. Oh my! Let's talk about it. Not Hannah. Yet, but... Yeah, not yet. We'll get there. But yes. And then JC sends Kate Keller the article about the inevitable death of Gigi. Death of Gossip Girl. Um. Then. <laughs> Nick and Julian are discussing the dead ball while Julian gets ready for school. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to let the dead drama go. And Nick's like, whoa, like, could you share that wisdom with my daughter? And then like, he goes to wake up Zoya, but Julian like covers for her. And then Julian like does a yawn that was giving like community theater version of a flea in her ear. Ah, Yeah. Flea in her ear. Oh my God. Wow. Wow. For the, the worst long release. play. The worst longest the worst play longest ever. play. As, yes. Aside from skin of their t- skin of our teeth, which was supposed to be great on Broadway. Anyways, continue. Now we said it. Yes. Zoya arrives yeah. to breakfast mm-hmm. saying she was up late working on a paper and they all agree to cook together tonight. And Zoya's like, oh my gosh, guess what, Julian? You're all over socials today. And Z thinks it's all very silly that the dead ball drama is being covered on like every outlet. And JC's like, don't show me that. She like doesn't want to see it. Also, I did love the comment that um, or when uh, JC asked for a bagel um, and Nick was shook that she was eating carbs on a weekday. I was triggered by that (laughs) comment. It was triggering, but then it made me want a bagel. So (laughs) I know he's like, whoa, carbs on a weekday. And she's like, "Mm, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. mm, Give me a salt bagel. But really, can someone get me a salt bagel? Always and forever. Uh. Hey, what's the best bagel in Chicago? Like, where would I get one? Where would you get one? Because I don't get them anywhere because I only eat them in New York because I'm convinced Mm. Chicago can't do bags. Like JC, I don't eat bagels a lot because I grew up in the early 2000s and I'm still like low-key triggered by a bagel. And Bethany taught me to scoop my bagel out, um, which is so sad. Um, I didn't know about that. Devastation Nation. Yeah, Bethany's like, just scoop out your bagel and you have like no calories. And I'm like, just scoop out your bagel and you have an eating disorder. Um, I'm legit going to go get a bagel. Now all I want is bagel. Okay, anyway, continue. Yes. But I grew up in Highland Park, Illinois, where there's a place called Once Upon a Bagel and their bagels are bomb. Once Upon a Bagel. Okay. there. Yeah, there's a place close to me that I heard was good. It's a place in Skokie I heard was good. But Once Mm -hmm. Upon a Bagel. Okay. I'll drive for a bagel. I, I, will try. I will drive. I love their everything I will. bagel. 
Um, Obi is a voice again. I forgot he was on this goddamn show. We forgot. That I he forgot he was a character. Yeah, I forgot that he was that. Um, and so he's avoiding school to stay home and play video games in his underwear. And boring girlfriend Grace is sus about why he doesn't want to go to school. And Obi's like, he's like, oh, did you see what happened at the dead ball? I I don't know who Obi's voice is. I don't know where his voice is. And um, I don't know and, who he is. I don't know where he I, is. We don't know. Also, why the fuck are you not in school when you're rich? Do you not get to go to school? I explain this. I know. <laughs> um, and his sen- sensible girlfriend Grace is like, yeah, just like you need to go to school. And I was like, this was the whole argument of this scene was her being like, you have to go to school. Let's go pick up Audrey and Aki. And I'm like, so he's just basically avoiding his friends, avoiding his life. He needs to see a therapist. Anyways, he needs to seek professional help. Meanwhile, Max's dads, Gideon and Roy are like in the process of splitting their assets, I believe. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. There wasn't like Mm -hmm. a lawyer present. Like they were just sitting at the dining room table with Max between them being like, you take this. I'll take this. I was like, that would never happen with people. This would never happen. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's tense and sad. And then there's a ring at the doorbell and it's Audrey, Aki, Grace and Obi. And they're like, hey, we're going to pick you up for school. And Max like messes up his hair and pretends to be like fucked up, like hungover. He put lemon juice in his eyeballs. Like again, giving community theater every turn. Listen, giving community, it's like cutting an onion. Yeah, truly. Yes, yes. Yes. It's giving like, Mm -hmm. it was giving like college kid being like, I'm so fucked up. Like it's, he was doing too much. Right, right. Yeah. He was doing too much. Correct. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Grace is talking to Max's dads about her stuffy rich family. And it turns out that Grace's mom is on the board for some like rich people thing with the park. And Max's dad, Roy, had wanted to redo Gramercy Park and he was looking for an inn. And now he has one. So Grace is connecting him with this woman, Iris. Okay, thank you for writing that down, because I had no fucking idea what was happening. It was Like, like a rubber plot. Like, I don't really understand it. Like Elaine Stretch shows up and I'm like, who I wish it was Elaine Stretch. I literally but, was you like, know. no way. No, can you help imagine her. the right help her? Um, but no, I was like, who the fuck is Iris? Also, I was like, how no one's redoing Gramercy Park. Also, I mean, yeah, the logistics of all of this. That's what I was wondering. I was like, I'm no like New York person, but like, isn't Gramercy Park like V famous and you can't just casually be like, I'm gonna redo the flowers. I can't imagine. I mean, maybe if you're that rich, but you have to have a key to get into the park. Like it's like essentially a private park oh, damn. It, unless you live on it, I think, or that's how it used to be. So like, I, I'm like, I, I, just, I don't know. The logistics of all of this seemed insane, but when doesn't it seem insane on Gigi? So true, bestie. Um, then <laughs> we, then we, why I, the phrase bestie is my favorite thing. It makes me giggle. So it is truly my favorite. I know. <laughs> I know. It makes me giggle all the time. It makes me giggle all the time. Uh, um, oh, yeah. So now we're with the teachers. Um, and Gigi gives us, has Gigi left the scene or has the scene left her? And then we're with a uh, teacher, dude teacher who I called Josh, which is named, who is named Jordan, right? Similar. But I think I've okay, called him great. Jamie in the past. Like Jamie. Yeah. He's giving just, last five years vibes. Yes. yes. He really is. You know that Jason Robert Brown probably is like, I see myself in this guy. Yeah. He's like, let me write this musical about this teacher. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, And and he's just like, maybe let it go. Like, what else do you possibly want out of this situation? And obviously, Kate Keller 
just like she wants the details on Monet's mom uh, and wants to get this confession um, that was this confession from Mike, a.k.a. Mike on a motorcycle, who I now have deemed Moto Mike. And Moto Mike (gasps) feels like that improv guy from your theater class. And I don't know how he got here. He's a triggering presence. He is a trick. He is tall and lean and doesn't have great facial hair. And that triggers me and it takes me back to college. He's giving poor man's Michael Moskowitz and I'm not here yes. for it. That, yes, 100% that. 100% that. Slash with a hint like Jim of Matthew Sturgis. Yes. 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 Jim Sturgis. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I, he also looks like he would be in a Beatles cover band. Also yes, triggering. the haircut. Yes. Hence Jim Sturgis. We're on the same. Exactly. We're on the same. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so he he approaches Kate and is like, how much do you want for the blackmail money? Um, because he wants to apparently take all the parents out. And Kate is very into this, of course, believes in his mission statement. She mm-hmm. wants in um, and she promises not to tell Gigi. And I'm like, OK, but you are Gigi. Yeah, so like you are Gigi. And she honestly, it's only been like two episodes of this. But like her vendetta against Camille DeHaan is like already boring me. I'm so bored. It's I'm just like. like there's not a world in which you can take down Camille DeHaan. Like, no, I, there's I not. don't see that happening. So I'm kind of just like, okay, like, what and else? Also, you, you didn't spend enough time together in the first season to make us, like, care. You know what no. I mean? And it would also be way hotter if her and Mike actually had feelings for each other because they kind of flirt, but they both have, like, a secret motive. If they yes. actually liked each other and also had a secret motive, I would be into that. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It would be giving like Mr. and Mrs. Smith. It would be giving yes. like spy rom-com. Yeah. Yeah. But they have no chemistry because no Kate chemistry. Keller is a piece of paper in a, in a basket three lady. wing binder. She's yeah. a basket. Yeah. yeah. The basket, the basket. Yeah. She just is. And not even like a cute picnic basket. She's like a weird woven basket from a flea market, market that your aunt has a world yeah. market, if you will. Yeah, that your aunt has on her shelf. Um, What happens next? (laughs) The kids, Max, Audrey, and Aki show up at school. Audrey and Aki are trying to convince him to, like, pick three guys on a dating app or something to distract the public and, like, make everyone think that their, like, thruple rumor (sighs) is not true. I hate this for Max. I know. It's, again, we've been, we've had this storyline for, like, eight episodes in a row, like, from last season to this season. I've had enough. And Audrey and Aki are like, well, like it's not about us. It's because our parents have all this shit going on and mm-hmm. they can't be embroiled in like a scandal. And that's right. like, okay, I hate all this. Yes. And um, then Julian is being hounded by the paparazzi. Yeah. And OB bails on school. Um, and JC runs into Luna and Luna tells her that she is trending again and pitches her on being in this op-ed for the spectator. Um, and she's like, if you don't do it, then they're going to ask Monet. And JC is pissed and um, that Luna is apparently trying to pitch them or pit them against each other. Like, yeah, yeah, she's mm-hmm. over it. Mm-hmm. She's like, what happened at the dead ball blew up in Monet's face. She's probably somewhere with her tail between her legs. Meanwhile, Pippa and what I wrote down is the other one, Bianca. Same. Yes, same. Pippa and the other one, Beck and Kate over, and they claim that they're transfer students and that the teacher's entrance is around the back. And then they try to like shoo all the teachers away. And Wendy goes, I'm not a teacher. And they're like, your hair is and your clothes. And Wendy's (laughs) like, in 10 years, you're going to be digging through the racks. It's screaming Mimi's praying. You find all this. And then Bianca's like, 
vintage on 14th street. If I wasn't intermittent fasting, I'd literally be throwing up in my mouth. And Wendy's like, intermittent fasting is just a rebranded eating disorder. And I was like, now we said it. And now we said it, babe. It's giving scooped bagel. It's giving Bethany Frankel. It really is. I was like, "Uh uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh not eating for the entire day and then eating. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh I actually like that scene. I thought it was funny. They're giving like evil stepsister vibes. Yes. I do feel like the blonde is like poor man's Renee Rapp. Um oh my God. Put who Renee I'm Rapp so everything. attracted to. She's so amazing. I'm so obsessed with her. Oh, yeah. Her new she's EP. gonna be in the so in, she's gonna be in Mean Girls movie, the musical. Screaming, crying, throwing up. I'm obsessed that they gave her that opportunity because she deserves. Me too. Also, season two of Sex Lives of College Girls is not good. It's not. it's on a soundstage. It's giving network TV. It is. And the first one was so good. And then, you know what I don't appreciate? Sorry, y'all. What? I don't appreciate that they took, um, I forget what Leighton Renee Rapp's like girlfriend's name was from season one. Oh yeah. But she's just like gone and they didn't really explain it. Like they broke up, but it's yeah. like, why, why wouldn't they have her come back when Layton's now like the, like out on campus, like the hot new queer girl. Right. It's like, why isn't her ex there? I want to, will they, or won't they get back together situation? And then the fact that my King Gavin Leatherwood is just off the show. I know. And they, they, they were like, um, anyways, he doesn't go here anymore. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not going to forget. I'm not into yeah, blonde, we won't so you can't never just throw forget. this this hot blonde guy in front of me and make me no. think I'm going to forget Gavin Leatherwood because I'm not. We won't. We will we never not forget. Will. Yeah. Never forget, Gavin. Always remembered, never forgotten. Lost but never found. L- lost but never found, Gavin Leatherwood. <laughs> Title of that, Lost but never found. They're like, wow, we're so flattered. Um, uh, then Shan, I love that we're getting more Shan. Shan, yes. Thank God. Um, invites Z to go to this chic farm to table restaurant that's like very she she. Um, and Z lies to Nick about it. Meanwhile, Rex Huntington the third, Akimenzies, pulls Max away and Max turns him down. So then Rex texts this group thread of the other people that um Max is like ineffectively hooked up with. Um, and it's like, listen, we are being played. Meanwhile, flyers. <laughs> fly through the air with the greatest of ease. Um, and Kate's like, oh my God, she's gone full chairman Mounet. They really like got some good like dictator Writers. references in here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I was like, well done. Um, and I love that Jordan was impressed that these flyers were printed on actual paper. I thought that was very funny. Super funny. Um, and uh, Kate's like, no, this could be good. Um, and Gigi Blass. <laughs> That there is a new realm, that this is a new realm of Attila DeHaan's reign. Loved that. Loved it. Loved it. The writers are really working at overtime on this. I Mm -hmm. know. And we have like Bianca and Pippa throwing flyers, Monet looking chic as fuck and like very clean. Cream like blazer and bow tie or cream cape. Yes. Her outfits were, dare I say, very Blair Waldorf this episode. Oh, they were. And then we get a reference to both of them uh, later. And I said, uh, 100p. 100p. Um, and now her reign has begun. Bianca's yeah. putting her cushion down. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
And Julian like approaches Monet and she's like, um, you were Switzerland and I'm North Korea. Like I'm small, but I'm going to scare the shit out of everybody. <laughs> and um, she's just like, Julian, you were soft and we didn't have a hierarchy and it led to anarchy. So basically she's mm-hmm. going full dictator on the situation mm-hmm. and she Great wants speech. to have, yeah. Oh my God. Again, Period. come on. Truly, truly. And so Monet got the magazine offer and Julian's like, ah. well, they offered it to me, but I declined. And she's like, Okay, whatever. You be happy. I'll be powerful. Just remember, no adornments moving forward. You're enough as you are. And they snatch her Cartier little like brooch thingy off her tie and pin it to Monet's lapel. <gasps> Here's the thing. Here's what I want to know. Why is no one throwing fisticuffs? Because if you touched my Cartier pin, it would be over for you, host. And I, I, I'm like, this would not happen. No. Someone would get into a fight. Yes. So let's get into a fight. I'm not endorsing violence, but I'm saying <laughs> I would throw it hands. It made me very angry. I would throw hands for a Cartier yes. pen. Yes. Um, also, Monet was looking very queen of hearts as well with her like was. red shoes and her white knee socks and her like red like rose or something. Yes. Yes. And Love JC it. asked Luna if she's involved. And of course she's not. And um, yeah, JC is like, oh, not everyone will fall in line. And mm-hmm. Luna's like, said every democracy before it fell. And I'm like, oh, yikes. Ominous. Ominous. Aminos. And then Nick, like, calls Z to yell at her about how she's been lying lately. And he's like, you're grounded. Mm -hmm. Then Z and Shan have a moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because Gigi put out a blast. Mm -hmm. Um, And is this the part where Z and Shan basically, like, Shan's like, well, why don't I have you and your dad over for dinner? And I'll, like, make Mm -hmm. it seem, like, low-key poor to make you guys more comfortable. Yes. This is all just such a shit show. Such Um, a shit show. Aki and Audrey confront Max about not hooking up with all those people. And Audrey doesn't want to come out because she's trying to avoid a scandal. And then Aki agrees. So they pitch having a sex party and sending a pic to Gigi. And that's a plot on a TV show. Wild. Then um, Mike and Kate are chatting outside the school and Mike informs her that he's investigating headmistress Burton and he's having dinner with her tonight and plans on getting her wine buzz to spill the tea about the parents who are bribing her. Who is this guy? Who is he? Where did he, he? like, is he a teacher? In the, yes, he teaches Russian classics. Thank you. In the words of Yolanda Foster, who is Mike Shubin in this world? Who is Mike Shubin? Man, sometimes I really miss Yolanda Foster. I know, me too. I've been educating a lot of people. I've been talking about Catherine McPhee way too much lately. Mm -hmm. And so then I get to educate them about the shithead that is David Foster and his many Grammys. And then I get to educate them about Yolanda, who, if we're being honest, came out on top. Icon. I'm sorry. Sorry. Your two daughters are literally two of the most iconic models of all time. And True. you can wear your hair short and swooped back like Sharon fucking Stone. You're an icon. She is giving basic instinct like at most times. At most times. Yes. Yeah. We love her. Anyways. Um, so basically, Mike, Mike's or Kate's like, you want more than just one name. So Kate's like, this isn't just about headmistress Burton. Right. Camille DeHaan, you want TM like there you have some plan. And he's like, Yeah, well, maybe I want to see how much I cost, but that's one secret I'll never tell. And I was like, <gasps> a Gigi reference. Ruffles. We love a Gigi reference. Ruffles. Bianca and Pepper are trying to force Luna to help Monet out. And Luna is not having it. They basically like accost her in the hallway and like force mm-hmm. her to speak to Monet. 
Uh, and I said, Monet looks perfect though. Oh. Um, and perfect. Oh my God. All these looks. Monet wants people to use um, tickets to the bathroom to go to the bathroom. Like she is enforcing a fucking regime. It is wild. Like a regime rules. It is wild. She, it's crazy. She's not forcing a regime. She's leading one. Yes. Um, and Gigi calls out JC um, to see whether she'll be a savior or a subordinate. And Luna says, she's like, well, you know, uh, you caused the problem. You fixed the problem. And Luna is suggesting that they could sabotage the spectator spread from the inside so that then she can just kind of appear and J- JC can kind of appear and just like walk in as the smoke clears. I love this. I love this alliance. I didn't think it would happen. And I'm like, oh, I love this for them. I love any scene that Luna is in. I think she's so fun. She's perfect. Then Mm -hmm. we have like Obi like being shady. Don't really know what he's doing. But there's like tense music with some tense strings. And Grace is waiting for him outside. And she shows him a Gigi post. So she knows that he ditched school. Is he like at a casino or something? He's at like a Dave and Buster's playing skee ball. Literally like fully (laughs) in arcade. And she's like, what's this? And I'm like, what is this? Why are you at Dave and Buster's? Why are you mad? Yeah, right. I have a lot of questions about all this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then Roy is telling Gideon that Grace got him an audience for the Gramercy Park thing. But he needs Gideon to like play along and act like they're married and be like super mask and like basically like appease like homophobic Iris for the night. Literally the set or like the absolute setup of the birdcage. This <gasps> was I was like, this is no idea. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the Kaja also, what the birdcage is based no, on. No, but I do but. know Kelsey Grammer was in it, and that's he was cheating on Camille <laughs> while he rehearsed for it. True, true. God, he sucks. Um, but yeah, it is. I, I, this is so confusing. This montage was all like just completely all over the place. Everyone is going to a damn dinner with each other, but not with each other. Um, and I was mm-hmm. like, I like this setup, no matter how confusing it may be. Everyone's invited to a dinner. Like Grace invites Audrey and Aki to dinner. Shan invites Zoya mm-hmm. to dinner. Gideon's mm-hmm. freaking out about having to host a dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, Julian tells Monet that she's thrilled to come to dinner. I did like when Julian had this like manic moment where she's like, why be influential alone when you can be referential together? I can't wait to see you shine, bitch. And that's right. I'm coming to dinner. I was like, whoa. It was a lot. But like low key, like she made me laugh. I was like, I want this level of unhinged from Julian like more often. Yeah, it was really fun. I was like, I can't wait to see you shine, bitch. That line really tickled me. (laughs) I can't wait to see you shine, bitch. (laughs) Oh my god. Um, Gigi gives us. I hope you're hungry for followers. Mayhem is on the menu, and devastation is for dessert. (gasps) Oh my god. It's wild. Max is going to fuck these people and then text Audrey not to take too long because Audrey's going to interrupt and take the photo. Meanwhile, Carla from Top Chef comes in um, and Max's parents (laughs) and Max's parents are just spouting a ton of great lines. Gideon gives us. It's fine. If they serve it on Gilded Age, we're good, which I loved. Um, This is legit. Again, the plot of the birdcage and we love to see it. And then I said, oh, no, they're all at home because Max is fucking people upstairs. Meanwhile, they're having a dinner party. How do they not know he's home? There's so many questions. Too many threads to, to avoid. To, yeah, to too many at. threads yeah. that we could pull out. It is yes, wild. Truly, truly. They're like, we don't have a kid. Our kid's at Andover. I don't know. 
Yeah. What? And then meanwhile, at Monet's spectator dinner, she's like fuming because Julian's late. And she's like, Pippa, I can feel you breathing. Luna, meanwhile, looks like a disco queen with her shimmery dress and blue eyeshadow. Stunning. 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 Texting Julian and updating her. And then Kate and Mike arrive at Headmistress Burton's. And it turns out Mm -hmm. Mike lied. They weren't invited, but they're basically crashing. And she's like, um, this isn't a faculty thing. What the fuck are you doing at my house? And then he takes out his little like opera vinyl because she loves opera. And she's like, oh, fine. Put your coats in my bedroom. You can stay. And I don't think this was the point of the episode, but I just want to say Headmistress Burton makes me feel deeply safe. And I think it's because she's Juliet from Center Stage. 100%. Donna Murphy is giving safety. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. And and Mother mother Gothel from Hangled. Hangled? Uh, yeah. Hangled. So t- from Hangled. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is a movie about hair and, yeah. and it is Tangled. So Tangled. Yeah. Um, also friend of the pro, the, friend of the pod. I can't speak. Friend yeah, of the pod, yeah. Bree Sudia opened her first show on Broadway last week and one Donna Murphy was in attendance. Oh my God. Congratulations to friend of the pod. We love you, Brie. We you love slayed. you, Brie. Yeah. Major. She's a star. She's major. She's a star. Bernadette Peters was there. She's a star. Anyways. Oh, wow. So yeah, I was like, you know, Donna Murphy, this, I mean, not, but you do in my mind, you do your best friends. Um, iconic. Um, Zoya, Nick, then, show up at Shan's. Uh, also, her family seems amazing. They're incredible. They're so warm, very charming, They're very so chic. Sweet. They're in this like maximalist house of my dreams. It was stunning. Yeah, stunning. Stunning. Um, stunning. What happens next? Max is Max. with who I refer to as the three hot people. Yes, and, that's her, yes. And that one like ballerina is like, this was more oh, boring yeah. than a Wes Anderson movie. And I'm like, now we said it. Now we said it. And now we said it. And then he's like taking his time with foreplay because he's waiting for Audrey to get the fucking picture. And he sticks all three of their fingers in his mouth. And they're like, okay. And then they start to undress. And he's like, no, no, no. One kiss per item. So he's just like slowing it the fuck down. And they're like, this sucks. This is the worst sex party ever. Yeah. I mean, it seems like it. Yeah. He didn't show up to bake, to bake, you know, a showstopper. Yeah, Yeah. Some cookies. No, you... You showed up for a sex party. You better get a sex party. Now, come on now. Yes. Um, Roy. Meanwhile, at Roy and Gideon's house, uh, Iris is a damn nightmare. Who was this? I tried finding. I don't know. Okay. Okay. I tried but... looking it up and I couldn't find it. She's I don't like know literally why. like Ramona and like, you know, a solid probably 30 years because Ramona's aging, like, an embalmed body. But you know what I mean? <laughs> Wow, and now we said that. I mean, really, Ramona she is fully is, embalmed. She yeah. already is. Yes, we're just pulling our skin back. Yeah, it's not a visual medium, but we're pulling our skin back um, on our face. Nothing moves. Nice. Um, and then Monet and JC are at the restaurant. That's what I said. And Hunter, who's one of the writers for the Spectator, mm-hmm. says hi and gets along well with Julian. And then is like kind of icy when Monet is like, "I'm wearing Dolce Vintage." And she's like, I'll make a note of that. Then the meal is announced. It's vegan. Monet is confused. She's like, no one here is vegan. And then Julie, Julian gets on her high horse about being vegan. And Monet is like worked up and kind of annoyed. Yep. Yep. Then and Mike then, in the basket. Yeah, you mm-hmm. go ahead. Oh, no. They, just, yeah. Uh, I said 50 cent Matthew McConaughey um, or 50% Matthew McConaughey and Kate Keller going through uh, Donna Murphy's house trying to find trying to find the goods. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that was all I said. I will. I say, got really bored with the storyline. No, like, the fact that the only note that I have and it's in caps is the hand painted wallpaper, a stunning, delicate yeah. pink. Are you kidding? Yes. Yeah. But yeah, Mike's nope. basically like, why is she so loaded? She probably only makes and Kate's like, she probably only makes like 200 K a year. So they're kind of just like, where's the money coming from? Right, right, right. So um, then you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no, Audrey and Aki are rushing to Max's house. Um, and or they rush into Max's house and Iris is there. Um, it's all very confusing. Roy is lying about Max and where he is. It's getting very messy. The lies are not clean. And Iris is stoked that Aki Aki Menzies is there because of his dad. Um, and then she looks dead in the uh, Audrey dead in the eye and says, "You can leave, or like you're not like you're dismissed yeah. or something." She's like you incredible. don't need to stay. Yeah, it was incredible and horrifying. Yeah, very horrifying. Triggering. Then, mm-hmm. meanwhile, at Monet's dinner, she's getting asked about how she feels about Ukraine joining NATO, and she's like, "Um, mm-hmm. the topics they requested were pop culture, celebrities. Why would you wear that?" And I'm like, "Those are the topics that I too would request if I were Monet." Yeah. I mean, same. I did love this. She and crushed a, the scene. I know. She was really giving mm-hmm. Leighton Meester camp, which I love. Yes. Yes. And apparently, like, floppy air quote, her team sent these questions over and they're like, yeah. And you also wanted to, like, discuss this controversial situation with the Dahan Pharmaceuticals hiking prices for their patent protected Alzheimer's medication. And Mose, Mose, Monet is like <laughs> fumbling when Julian steps in. And tells them how that how Monet used to sell like sample drugs to everyone freshman year. It's so messy. Julian gets asked a question and about cancellation. Like Monet is like, no, ask Julian one. And she fucking slays. Yeah. Like answers. Yeah. Answers it perfectly. And then Monet's like, um, my turn. And then they fucking ask her about like the Israeli Palestinian conflict. And Monet's like, um, uh, uh." (laughs) she like has no idea what to do. Oh my God. It's great. And then we move to another awkward dinner. Nick is pissed. It's weird. Shan's family seems to know a ton of stuff about Z that Nick doesn't. And I kind of feel for Nick because he's like, you know, I think he's envious, obviously, that she's, you know, spending more time with this other family, which Shan's mom later says, but yeah. 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 They're like yeah, super close and well off. And he's yeah. just kind of like, and they're like, oh my God, Z, you should like play piano later. And he's like, didn't even know she played piano anymore, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Max and the boring threesome is still happening. Oh my God. Oh my like, God. Ride. And Audrey is texting Max at the table. And they're like, uh, what the fuck is going on? And he's like, don't worry, guys. I ordered Molly. Like, this will get more interesting soon. Moto Mike slash the improv guy you didn't like, but you ended up dating from college. And Kate Keller get mm-hmm. caught snooping in Donna Murphy's office. And then Moto Mike just, like, exposes her secret about being paid off by um, Camille DeHaan. Camille, right? Did I speak yeah. of her name? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was... I, I was worried I was conflating things because we were talking about Kelsey grammar. Um, but, um, yeah, Camille Dahan, um, and, and she's relieved. Like, we're like, wait, what? Donna Murphy's happy about this. She's like, Oh, now we said it. Speaking of Camille, she's like, oh, I live in a house of cards. Like, I mean, I'm, she didn't say any of this, but like but her whole basically. vibe was just like, thank so goodness I got I've been cage. Yeah. Yes, yes. I can't live um, with the guilt. And I'm like, 
Yes. So we finally get a high stakes moment and then it deflates because she's like, oh, tea God, you found out my secret. Yeah. And so we're like, oh, well, that literally took all the air out of anything in this episode that right. we were hoping for. Right. Um, and Chan's family, you know, it, it, her mom finally asks Nick if something is wrong. Um, and he's like, listen, I get it. I'm on to you playing down, like playing down your wealth for me. And things get a little heated because they're pouring wine and like it's a $53 bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's like the um, the son is like, why aren't we drinking out of real glasses? You know, it's yeah, yeah he's like wings, up. paper plates, solo cups. Like, what are y'all doing here? Like, what, what are, are we what's doing? Happening? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Fully looking like a like a tailgating party before yes. a football game. He's suspe- in a beautiful home. He's a little suspicious. Mm-hmm. 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 And then Monet and Julian are chatting. When we find out within 10 seconds that Solange is not only giving a private concert, but actually <laughs> someone told her the dinner was off. So she's no longer giving a private concert. Um, and Monet's like, um, and then, oh, and Hunter is leaving um, the mm-hmm. writer for the spectator. And Monet's like, what about my spread? And Luna mm-hmm. is thrilled. She like approaches Julian and she's like, I knew there was still some queen in there. And then word of what you did hits the world or and one word of what you did hits the world will know it was you. And JC is like, this wasn't for the world. This was for Monet to check her power trip and she can't pin it on me. Then a GG blast comes out revealing that JC sabotaged the whole dinner. <gasps> Scandal. Scandal. Meanwhile, at the dinner with the wolves, um, we're getting this great shot of all of their feet under the table. And it is the music from the birdcage. Oh, my God. Um, it's it's like boom, 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 bye, bye, boom. I liked this music. Boom. boom. Yeah, it is 100% from the birdcage. Um, I was like, this is my dream. Um, and I said, this broad Iris is talking shit about architecture. And Audrey's mom comes in with all these gowns. Also with the drug dealer who's trying to give them Molly. Um, the dick statue falls down the stairs because Max kicks it. And he almost exposes himself in his underwear. And then the ballerina comes down in her underwear. Also, the drug dealer is there. All of the guys <laughs> come down. Carla opens the door and says, dinner is served, which is exactly what Hank Azaria does in the birdcage. And the dick falls out of Grace's hands. And honestly, I was like, this was well orchestrated. There was something about it. Like, I don't know if you agree. I think there was something about it that wasn't like as clean as it should have been. Like, It should have been an airtight farce. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I think they went for the farce, but we're still keeping it real. And I was like, no, this has to be camp. Like it has to be, it is a Go farce. all the way. Yes. Turn yeah. The amp up like to they, 11. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like a little timid. And I was like, no, the concept of this scene is fucking genius, but the birdcage is camp. Like you have to go all the way. So I wish and, and Grace is like, oh, fuck. And I was like, no, that is brilliant. The choreography is brilliant. The execution I did think was timid. They probably like didn't even know it was a birdcage reference, except I think Carla probably. from Top Chef did. Oh, Carla's a queen. So, yeah. She's doing I'm great. Sure she got it. Great yeah, work. she did great. And dinner is served. I got Dinner it. is That was served. my favorite part of the scene. I was like, yeah, that was It was great. hilarious. The and the like chaotic look on her yeah. face was very funny. <laughs> Um, meanwhile, Donna Murphy is like, I live in a gilded cage (laughs) going on. 
about she's how on gilded age, which that made me laugh that she yes. kept talking about all these gilded things. Gilded. And yeah. she's like, report me, Mike, please report me. And then Nick and Zoya are arguing about Shan's family. And Z's like, well, fuck off, dad. I'm not going home with you. I want to stay with them. <laughs> and then we cut back to Monet's dinner and she's like standing like downstairs in the lobby, like super disappointed. And Pippa and Bianca are watching Julian approach her. And Julian's like, you just went too far. I can't let you destroy the school. I'm sorry. And Monet's like, oh, you no, you're not supposed to apologize. You're supposed to fight back. That was the plan. And you did it. So the whole thing was a fucking setup because mm-hmm. she wanted to find a way to start the war. And she's like, you can't be Blair without a Serena. <sighs> Iconic. She was giving Blair Waldorf camp. Like was. it was unhinged. It. Blair Waldorf absolutely would have thrown herself into a fountain to, or, or I don't know that, or she would have pushed some one of her minions and then made it look, you know, like, I don't know that she would have fully put herself yeah. in a body of water, but I appreciated Monet's commitment, you exactly. know, exactly. but yeah. So then she's like, push me. She's like, push me in the fountain. Um, and she's like, listen, and JC's like, fucking no, I'm not going to push you in the fountain. She's like, listen, I am doing exactly what you are doing because I learned it from you. And JC walks away and she's like, you can't walk away. And then Monet throws herself backwards into this fountain. And of course, you know, Julian comes back and is like, oh no, are you okay? And they catch it on camera and Bianca, the second minion is like, uh, she was like, oh, my God, did you see JC push Monet? So and Monet, like, stand up, like, she stands up in her vintage Dolce, like, Insane. smiling. <laughs> yes, unhinged, like, fucking the ring. It was crazy. So funny. Crazy. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Iris, a.k.a. Ramona, in 20 years is on her way out, and she's yes. over it. She's like, I don't stand for being tricked. And how could I expect respect from two men who don't even value the promise they made to one another? And Max is like, um, they are a model of supportive relationship because my pops dressed this way to impress you. Also, it should be said that I had a jump scare for a moment where I thought Gideon cut his gorgeous hair for this shitty dinner Same. with Iris. But turns out it was just a wig from Annette Benning's 60th birthday party where she made everyone dress like her, which is iconic and big fire sign energy. Yeah, I could see you doing that. And oh then God. we would happily oblige. And everyone That's has a to high wear a wig, like a long yeah, Hannah wig. Honestly, it's a, you should do that or we should plan that for you. It's a high compliment. Maybe for like and my like, 40th. Yes, I'm serious. We all come dressed as you in your different eras. <gasps> oh my God, that's so sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then Audrey is like, Max is an amazing boyfriend who's willing to sacrifice his own comfort for other people. It got like very after school special, even though the sentiment yeah, was there. Like yep. then they come out as a couple and Roy's like, you know what, Iris, I don't want to have anything to do with you or the park if it means I have to deal with small, small minded bigots like you. And he's like, goodbye, Iris. Good night. And everyone's like, yay. And everyone's like, good night. Good night. Yeah. I did love his his speech about saying it was a gender fluid, sex positive, flashy as fuck home. And we won't have it any other way. Honestly, but my again, dream was- home. Honestly, same. But yeah, it was very, it was giving very like say by the bell. And it was like, yes. goodbye. Get out of here, you bitch. You yeah. Know? And I was like, okay, we get, yeah, we get it. We and get everyone's it, we like, get yeah, it. away with you, conservative. Get out of our away. home. <laughs> away with you. <laughs> away with you. There was some scene with Kate and Moto Mike. That was literally all I said. 
Yeah, he's basically just like, because Kate's like, that's great. We got everything we need. And Mike's like, no, I don't want the small victory of getting, you know, headmistress Burton fired just so someone else can take her place and do the same thing. Because he Mm -hmm. views this entire thing as like a systemic issue, like what he calls later a hydra, where if you cut off one, another one grows. Yeah. Speaking of hydra, I mean, we can talk about hydras very, very famous in the Marvel lore. So they're really scary yeah. to me. I hate that. Yeah. Hydra's. Yeah. Hail Hydra. That's like, that's bad guys, bad guys, bad okay, news guys. bears. That's Remember my when Jagger that's my called Erica Jane a bad guy. Oh my God. He's like, he was bad right. guy. <laughs> bad guy. Jagger was like five years ahead. Like he always knew that Erica was a bad guy. He knew. Kids always know. They Kids always and know. dogs, man. Kids and dogs. They know. Like, they know weird vibes. They know when someone is is afoot. Something is um, Shan's mom then helps explain to Zoya like why Nick might be upset. Like we mentioned earlier, you know, and it's like, listen, I think he's upset because we tried to cater to making him comfortable instead of being ourselves, and therefore, like, we pushed him away. So please don't push him away. It was very sweet. I yeah, like that sweet scene. moment. Mm-hmm. Aki, Audrey, and Max are sitting on the couch after they're like having an after school special moment about like their boring relationship. VV. And I don't care. They're like, let's mm-hmm. tell Gossip Girl. Yes, let's do it. And Kiki's like, whoa, okay. I knew you were experimenting about how does it work? I just don't care. Like, not even Kiki could rescue this storyline. Yeah. Truly. God bless her, queen yeah. of the stage. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't help at all. Yep. And then Roy um, and Gideon are making up and Roy takes off Gideon's Annette Benning wig yes. and he's like, look, I'm so sorry I asked you to dim your light. I've been doing that for a long time, mm. but you're meant to shine at full wattage and I'm sorry. And then they share a passionate kiss. That was very sweet. That was very sweet. Um, and then, you know, shit completely spins out. Kate Keller posts the Gigi um, and control is an illusion. Although it might feel like we have the power to affect change. Z is ignoring Nick. Obi apologizes to Grace. And let's pause and talk about why the ever-loving fuck she is dressed like a Tennessee Williams leading lady on a balcony <laughs> in this hideous early aughts Victoria's Secret slip. I want to talk about it. And she I didn't had look comfortable like in that. it. She looked so uncomfortable, bless her heart. Also, I'm sorry, but who the fuck, who are her parents? How did she get on this show? Because she is, bless her, listen, bless Not her. good. I think they needed someone to be literally as boring as possible, to be just a grain of sand amongst mm-hmm. lots of diamonds, and she's it, you know? But, like, she's only it. on Gossip Girl would we have Laura Benanti, Carla from Top Chef, and then this girl who I don't who, know, who cannot act her way out of a paper bag. Like, who, oh, bless her, blessed be. Truly. Like there's probably a reason why she's never in scenes with Monet because it's just they're not even on the same planet. You can't even compare. I mean, yeah. it's like she walked onto set and somehow ended up in a scene and she doesn't know how she's there versus Monet is like, oh, I'm a fucking like this is art. This yeah. is high art. I'm a and this is a and I'm doing job. It. Yeah. yeah. Right. And like I get the assignment. Bless her heart. Like I'm like, I'm sure you're like perfectly lovely or maybe you're a great stage actor and this like isn't your gig. But like, I don't mean to shit on her. I just think maybe her writing is also terrible, but it's, 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 and I do think that is the point. She is not supposed to be very interesting or exciting, but God 
damn. I And give some speech about, I said, what the fuck am I witnessing? She's like, just embrace the mess. I love the mess. You're a mess. And I'm like, I gotta go is what I have to do. Cause you're paper. You're, you are, you are a yellow number two pencil that I have to take an SAT with. That's what you are. Worse, it gets like dull like halfway through, and you're like, oh, yeah, nar. the pencil, yeah, nar. The, pencil. the pencil. There she is. Yeah, there she, she is. is. She's giving. She's giving community theater, Maggie, in Canada Hudson Roof. She really is. Ooh, and it's not. Kidding. Listen, all of our love to you. We don't blame you. It is just not it. It's not the vibe. It's just not the vibe, okay? It's not the vibe, okay? It's not the vibe when Monet Hahn is in the same show. No. When Laura Benanti, Donna fucking Murphy. It's not the vibe. It's not the vibe. Babe. Nope. Anyway. Audrey, Max, and Aki post a hot selfie of them in bed mm-hmm. together. And mm-hmm. then the the other three people from the sex party are like, well, if you can't beat them, join them. And they they be fucking. And then they be fucking. And then Max, Aki, and Audrey walk into school together holding hands. I was like, give me a break. Give me a break. Give me a break. It got so after school special. It was like, it was rough. He and here's why I wonder if you agree. I feel like the sorry, I keep going on very very aggravated tangents, but I feel like the I feel like the show it tries to lean into camp, which the mm. first show was camp. Like it was insane and it didn't back down from that. And I feel like this then also tries to relay a good message and therefore it misses the mark. You right. know what I it's mean? Like you can't be, I talk about this all the time, like working in social, like you yeah. can't be earnest and like ironic at the same time. You have to lean wow, like so very true. far one way or the other. Like if a brand Absolutely. is like, we're like sarcastic and funny. And then one day they post a video of like puppies and people Kittens. hugging. Yeah. Then everyone's like, no. I don't, I don't know what we're Why doing Why am I here? here? And that's right, what's frustrating exactly, with this exactly. show. And that's what was frustrating in season one is it's like, it just doesn't know what it wants to be. Exactly. Um, meanwhile, yeah. Donna Murphy is suspended. Moto Mike is pissed at Kate for sending in the tip. Monet has convinced everyone to dress like her. And then yells at them for speaking above a 30 decibel sound volume and or sound volume and volume in the hallways. And then there are all these whispers all around Julian. They're like, Julian, 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 you need to do something. Julian, Julian, Julian hey, Julian, you got to do something. Julian, it's time Julian, to Julian, 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 it's all ASMR, full yes. circle. And then we get this war has only just begun the end. And yeah, I felt like not, I felt like that could have been a really successful episode. And I was like, it was fine. Yeah, like okay. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, highlight. I mean, you know, props to them for uh, really going in on birdcage material. That was really niche and very for me. It felt. So yes, thank yes, you. yes. That was thank a gift you. to Tyler, which we love to, to see. Me. <laughs> yeah, we did it. So we'll see. We did it. I mean, the Kiki was my favorite part. Honestly, it, it, look, it usually is. I don't. I mean, um, listen. Wow. But yeah, wow, we did it. I'm wow, happy we, did, we it. did it. I'm happy we we, we made it. And now Han, I have to go to work. You got to go to work. Han, where can our amazing followers find you? Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Tyler. Um, y'all can follow me at Hannah A. Brown on Instagram and Twitter. Hannah A. Brown Zero on TikTok. 
Um, and yeah, I have a link tree in my Instagram bio now. So anywhere you could follow me will be in there. Tyler, where can people follow you? Thank you so much, Han. Y'all can follow me at Tyler McMeredith on Instagram or Tyler McMeredith on the Tiki Tuckies. Well, well, we'll see you next week. See you on. Next week, on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>